Welcome to Piercing the Veil on BBSRadio.com, a show for truth seekers and rebels. Join us every week as we obliterate willful ignorance, corruption, globalist agendas, and more. Tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific, and listen carefully as we provide crucial solutions, information awareness, and unique life hacks to improve our planet. Pierce the veil, and the truth will reveal itself. decided not to leave this town. Maybe I can stay and find some other nice people who will like me and accept me for who I am. Trusting your spirit, yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Welcome to a fantastic 2018. I hope you guys are having a good one so far. It's a couple months in, and granted, we've been absent since about halfway through December 2017, but we're kicking it off, doing it right, and nonetheless, we're steaming forward with some new special guests this year. Um, I did take a bit of a break, and I I shifted gears a little bit because I've been doing consulting. As you guys know, I consult with people on how to... um, free up their lives, take back some of their personal power, and remove themselves as targets, so to speak, from most of the day-to-day state operations that happen. Uh, what I mean by that is revenue enforcement or collection by uh, you know, revenue enforcement officers. There are not any law enforcement officers, or not many, I should say, that are left uh, nowadays. Hopefully that will change for the better. I'm starting to see a good uh, trend towards accountability as uh, surprising as that might be with the police. But again, nevertheless, uh, we've got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Um, I'm not sure we could fit it all in this episode, but we're going to do our damnedest to try. And I want to welcome Corey Stevens back onto the show, my friend, my associate, my mentor. I consider him a mentor in all things artistic and ph- philosophical. And just an all-around excellent guy, Corey Stevens. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Oh, thank you. Doing. It's delightful to be here, and uh, good to hear your voice, man. Likewise. How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Nice, a good Sunday. It's been a very busy week for me. I have a an art show coming up uh, in two weeks, and uh, I've just been grinding out, making stuff. And uh, today I took it easy. <laughs> got to have it. You got to have it. You got to take a break. Got to have a Sabbath well every once in a while. Yeah, day of rest every once in a while. Well, good for you, man. Good for you. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, we, we spoke about the art thing a couple episodes back. I believe you mentioned that in passing or with regard to a line of discussion we were doing. <clears throat> and it's interesting. Uh, we talked before the radio show, and you told me that a lot of your friends in your inner circle uh, members of your inner circle, that is, are are doing some big shifts in their lives. Things are coming up for them. And I'm seeing the same thing, not only for my friends, but for myself. 
you know, case in point, I took two and a half months off from the radio show and from basically everything else I was doing, uh, save for a few emergency cases that I maintained. You know, I'm not going to drop those people. Uh, I, I took a, a huge shift and a break from my life of doing consulting and everything so that I could move into um, generating passive wealth if you will. I don't like the term income. I don't, I don't think that's a uh, proper term there. So generating the passive wealth, and the way I've chosen to do that is the crypto. And we're going to get into that a little bit uh, later in the show because there's just so much FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And there's just so much false knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, I'm confident in a lot of what I say, Corey. And because I acknowledge that a lot of it doesn't come for me, it's just a universal channel. Somehow I've through my trauma and my learning or whatever in my life, I've figured out a way to tap into things that are true. You know what I mean? It causes a lot of problems for me because people, when I speak offhand, I'm just saying something with such confidence. And pardon me, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold here. But with such confidence and veracity, if you will, or knowingness that what I'm saying is true on so many levels, and I'm not always right. But when I do this, Nine times out of ten, I'm generally proven right. I, we've gone over this many different times. You know, we talk about how not just thoughts but emotions can shape reality, and all of a sudden, you know, scientists come out with this article. Oh, is it possible that emotions can shape our reality? Well, this experiment suggests yes. <laughs> you know, and at the time, people think I'm some fucking nutbag for saying something like that, and it, it's just it's happened so many times to me that I don't even question it anymore. So. We have a lot to say. We, we do say a lot of stuff, and sometimes it's not taken seriously until the future proves the past, which is a, a quote that is taken from a guy or a, a group named QAnon, which I've been following closely, and a lot of the mainstream YouTubers have been following closely. Um, it's something if you don't know who QAnon is, you definitely need to go to, you know, maybe do some some Google searching. I wouldn't suggest going right on to 4chan and 8chan because they'll eat you alive. But do some Google searching and figure out what might be the best avenue to learn um, how to understand these different shorthand speakings and, and codes and stuff like that that's happening. Okay, So there's a lot that's going on with current events, and that's what we're jumping into right now. The QAnon group is, or person or whoever it is is really just firing on all cylinders. They took a bit of a break like us. I think it was for personal reasons. And right now what they're doing is going full force. I think that we're really going to see a huge, huge, huge revelation in some of this nastiness that's just the veneer of what we call a government, which is basically just a corporation performing enumerated services under the different constitutions, of which there are many different constitutions. I think there's three. That's something we'll also talk about that another good resource of mine that I've come across uh, is very knowledgeable in. So the stuff that we say, Corey, uh, is generally proven right. Okay, uh, and the stuff that we have to say about current events is also generally proven right. And it's I'm not some fucking guru or wizard. I just have common sense. You know what I mean? And I know a few things that I've known for a while, which is the groups of entities or beings or whatever you want to call them that have been controlling this planet right now are in full panic mode. And you, you can tell. You can just tell it because on the public face of things, it seems to be getting worse. It seems to be getting way worse. Uh, there's so much division, supposedly. But a lot of people are waking up. So in the background, these guys are being hunted like fucking rats and exterminated. 
and they were giving every single impression publicly that that's not the case. So even some of the people that know what's going on are like, oh my God, why is this taking so long? Why is nothing happening? And myself, Corey, we talked before the show, I myself have my reservations. You know what I mean? Uh, I called Trump was going to win. I called that. I maintained it for an entire year and a half. He won because I knew that what he was saying was being protected. The stuff he was saying about his opponents in the primaries and calling them out for their uh, sponsors and funders and things like that uh, was protected. Nobody else would have been able to say that. Well, who's protecting him then? Who is his puppet master? Is this nefarious? Well, a lot of people are like, well, you know, he's got Zionist influences and connections to, you know, other different types of things and these brotherhoods. And like, well, yeah, most people in power do. And if he's been groomed by some outside force that hasn't been controlling this planet for a long time, well, it makes sense they're going to use somebody who has the same connections, the same clout, the same recognition, the same power. And again, we talk about how some people jump ship and turn over to the other side. Happens all the time throughout history. So it's not illogical to think that that is the case. Okay. So I've called that, and I maintain that there's some sort of alliance, and I think that a lot of my knowledge is intrinsic in knowing, but it's also based on uh, the shoulders of giants, people that have come before me uh, that have really laid the found work, like uh, Manly P. Hall and a lot of other really good people uh, regarding the court system and some other things like that. So, Corey, what are your thoughts on all this before we really get into the details of what else we're going to talk about today with current events and some of the topics? I just want to hear your thoughts on this. Well, I think I'm, I'm, I have a similar uh, position as you do with regards to Trump. Um, I was glad he won the election because um, I had the sense that at least, you know, we, we know that you, no one becomes president without being selected, right? Presidents are selected. They're not, they're not necessarily elected, all right? So we know that. We know that it's not, a, you know, it, it's, not, it's not as it appears to be. You know, you're not going to even be in the, you're not going to even be in the race if uh, a lot of uh, parting of the waters or, or <laughs> behind-the-scenes move, moves have not been made. Um, I was... Uh, I was enthusiastic about Trump simply because at least he seemed to be, um, he was kind of an outsider. I mean, he's an insider, but he's an outsider to D.C. Um, I think the Hillary uh, slash Obama slash Bill Clinton slash um, uh, W slash Daddy Bush cabal, I'm, you know, I kind of recognize that that's kind of one, one, uh, machine mm -hmm. and um you know i was looking forward to something different and as things went on you know my sense was that um there are there are behind the scenes players uh they're not all on the same team um you know people in high places we don't necessarily know their names. They don't really show themselves. They don't advertise themselves. We've heard of a lot of uh, of, uh, of negative entities and individuals, uh, the controllers, the angle biters. Um, 
but I'm a, I, I have the sense that uh, there are other forces behind the scenes, human or otherwise, uh, that are a counterparty to uh, some of these some of these more uh, malevolent entities. And uh, my sense my sense was that this group um, may have responded to the will of the people, if you will. You know, whatever one thinks of the uh, of voting, which you know I've never voted in a in a, in a uh, federal election. Uh, I just <laughs> I just never felt like I it was worth it for me to support the psychopath and and the, and the psychotic system that uh, that uh, people who vote by by voting support. Well, I've never voted, and I didn't vote in this election. Um, but my sense is that the, you know, for lack of a better terminology, the white hats, right? Good guys, bad guys, white hats, black hats. Working so, with extraterrestrial forces, by the way. Un, yeah, undoubtedly. Or, or uh, spiritual forces, or what have you. Um, yes. I think, I think they took the signal from from the voting population, right? That this guy, you know, Trump uh, got a lot of support that no one expected. Mainstream media didn't expect it. DNC didn't expect it. Hillary Clinton didn't expect it. And I feel like... Newsweek and Times Magazine didn't expect it. Yeah, right. They probably <laughs> you remember that? No. Yeah. So I, I, I had the sense, and I, I can't really corroborate it, but I had the sense that it's like, okay, the there's something about the will of the people, however, um, how, however thin or or inconsequential uh, I might have, I might have uh, assumed that voting is, but I think it was a cue, so to speak. I think it was like, okay, well, the the sentiment of the people in America is at least fifty uh, percent over the previous bullshit, and so uh, I, I think somehow um, the behind the scenes forces, whether whether Trump was aligned with them beforehand or not, consciously or otherwise. Uh, I think that they saw an opportunity, right, by the sentiment of the vote, and that they've gotten behind Trump, and um, and uh, I think are working with him. We, we, you know, as we see a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, slack and bullshit. In the media, uh, conflation were they conflate already pre-existing issues like racism and divisiveness, and yes, uh, gender exactly. inequalities and uh, immigration, and all these pre-existing problems where the previous presidents are saying almost the exact same fucking things, like literally Obama and Bill Clinton both on video saying that we need better immigration policy and border control, yada yada yada, boom boom boom. Now it, it he leaves a lot to be desired. 
You know what I mean? And is he the best yeah. character with regards to some of his stuff? No. Is does, is he knowledgeable in like some of the stuff that we need him to be knowledgeable in? Probably not. But they picked somebody who had already established a power base. There's a lot better candidates that don't have the power base. They don't have the recognition. They don't have the knowledge uh, of, of good context to be able, like you said, to even make it in the, their foot in the door. So... Yes, while I acknowledge that there's a lot to be desired, yes, while I acknowledge that he might not be doing the right things with regard to oil, North Dakota, um, some other different types of things uh, that I've come across and didn't really necessarily agree with, nor do I agree with his pick and attorney general who's been sitting on his happy, pretty fucking ass who I suspect has been paid off somehow or is complicit, and that's why he doesn't want his part coming out, Mr. Sessions, uh, anti-pot guy or whatever. I, I don't agree with all that. So a lot of people are like, well, Jordan, are you a Trump? Blah, blah, blah. It's not about that. What it is about is that this man has been placed into a puppet figurehead position, but the the way that the opposition has gone about trying to oust him from this position has really triggered and woke every everybody up on all different levels, on all different sides, as to what certain elements within our government are willing to do. Yeah, they're willing I mean, to do whatever it takes to try to, yeah. you know, all the. It's just ridiculous. So, my I, whole I completely, point, I completely agree. I completely agree. The one thing that's a telltale sign to me is, uh, you know, I was born in the, the late '60s, so I've gone through what ten, twelve presidents, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and even, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in any way paying attention to politics. Uh, when Nixon was in office, for example. But I've never seen in my lifetime, I've never seen the amount of pushback, exactly. hysteria, um, absolute, uh, you know, manic but behavior. But no, just nastiness, degrading, just ugh. Yeah, I've never seen this level now, you know, maybe, maybe it's just where we've progressed to. Maybe it's just the natural outcome of how stupid... You know, people have become. I, you know, I could, <laughs> I would, uh, I could see that as a possibility. But it just it's seems, fact, yeah. it, you know, me thinks thou dost protest too much, right? Exactly. So whenever people, whenever people raise a hue and a cry, and, and uh, the decibels go up above a certain level, it always makes me go, hey, "Why are you screaming so loud?" Why you? What? What? You know, um, the hue and cry. You know, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe Bush caught it with the Iraq War or whatever. You know, had the big protest that was pretty significant. You know, people showing up against the war and so forth, which had no effect. Um, but uh, again, no one has been vilified in 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 recent history in terms of uh, presidential candidates more than Donald Trump. So automatically, that 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 makes me curious. Water that off a duck's back. It all just fucking yeah. slides off, and there's a reason for yeah. that. So let's shift gears a little bit, Corey. Let's shift gears here because the reason I I brought that up as a backdrop, controversial as it may be, and whoever we still have fucking listening. <laughs> well, I promise you, we're going somewhere this episode. The reason I brought it up is because of what's currently happening under this presidency, which, again, is being allowed to happen, and he's being instructed to do things, and he's being handled by this group and other groups uh, that are also being advised by off-world sources, and how that they can somehow, behind the scenes, 
free this planet without causing massive cognitive dissonance because we've allowed ourselves, most of us have allowed ourselves to be so toxically poisoned that we'll reject truth to our own detriment, to our own death even. We, people are rejecting truth and the truth of the matters and the truth of things. So why do we bring up Trump? Why do we bring up all this stuff? Everybody can go Google and see all the different ways that the election was tried to, was attempted to be hacked, how they bust in multiple illegal voters and how multiple dead people voted. And if you really actually counted the real actual votes in the ones that were missing or thrown away, the fact that in Austin, Texas, people were taking videos with their fucking phones while they were trying to vote for Trump, which basically every time they would try to fucking push the button for Trump, it would light up Clinton and go to the next fucking page and wouldn't let them go back. Okay? <laughs> seriously, dude, like you, there's no denying that video from multiple well, sources yeah. all over Facebook. Fuck you if you deny it. You can't get around that. It's a fact. Right? Right. So my point is this. The facts are that they tried so hard to keep him from getting in, which, number one, caused me to go, well, who the fuck is supporting him that they don't want to be in power? You know what I mean? And are those people that are opposing the people, the, the guy that's behind Trump or whoever's behind Trump, the ones that are opposing them, are they what we would term bad? Are they what we would term the normal, the status cabal quo? Yes, they are. So, logically speaking, there's got to be some opposing force. They would, you know, yes, they could be opposing a different faction vying for power, but there's different ways they could fucking do that. They could just go assassinate each other and all that. That shit, that shit happens all the time between Rothschild families and dynasties and this faction here and the Bush Nazi faction, yada, yada. It happens all the time. So, it's not likely that it was anybody other than some sort of positive force. Okay, Jordan, well, then who's that positive force? a group of white hats and patriots and people in the intelligence agencies which have been uh, slow cooking and slow burning intelligence counterintelligence operations on all these nasty people within these organizations for you know who knows how long maybe 50 plus fucking years and now they're finally seeing that the power structure and the environment and the atmosphere is finally friendly enough for them to actually pull the trigger and start recruiting special forces and other people to start doing these ops and what does that result in arresting pedophiles, arresting human trafficking, which is a euphemism for pedophilia uh, rings that are run by government officials and religious officials like the Vatican, who, by the way, has spent over 40 fucking billion dollars, 40 billion dollars defending against child rape and sex allegations. Uh, it's just <laughs> ridiculous, okay? Uh, so now what do we have happening? Well, in this presidency or the time of this presidency, which is being controlled, we have over 14,000 sealed indictments in the federal courts across the nation. Me being in the specialty area that I am in court, I have literally only seen maybe 600, 800 on average during the years. And when I go and see what the other lawyers are saying, I'm not a lawyer, but when I see what the lawyers are saying, <laughs> they're like, this is, ones who have commented on it are like, this is totally unprecedented. You know what I mean? This, I, we don't know why there's this many, but it's something big. Yeah, and then you like the first, max out at fifteen hundred. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So now we've got fourteen thousand that are sealed still, and the first ones that come unsealed, we talk about this in past episodes. The first ones to come unsealed are about, you know, political corruption and so on and so forth. So, it, and and now what do we have? We've got the QAnon people or person or whoever is dropping all this stuff in real time and exposing corruption, and these guys are running scared. Then you have the Nunes memo, you know, this, this House Intelligence Committee memo that was released about 
how the uh, FISA court abuses and literal treason was committed by these people involved with Hillary Clinton. You know what I mean? And then, okay, so we have this big-ass data dump that happens, and then all of a sudden the State of the Union address comes around and Trump supposedly gives some sort of military go code in the middle of it, which is strange. And I'm not, you know, I'm not opposed to even believing that because when he did his first acceptance speech, talked about the technolo free technologies and so on and so forth, which was a nod to, uh, you know, sustainable energy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. The dude's all oil and he's doing all this stuff. But there are things that I don't think he has under his control that have to be rolled out and unveiled at certain times. And until right now, he just has to maintain the appearance and, you know, do whatever he wants for the most part. And a lot of it I don't agree with, okay? But the point is he has a State of the Union address, gives a go code, and then all – and the memo comes out. And then all of a sudden, a day or days later, you know, the stock market drops by 666 points, which has happened with that number before, which I believe was a message, Corey, and I'll get your thoughts on this. I believe it was a message not just to Light Force, but to the other people that, you know, a lot of people like Jeff Berwick and some other people, uh, financial experts, and, you know, all these guys are talking about the planned economic collapse. You know, there's all these books for years now. When is it coming? The planned, next planned economic collapse, the next housing bubble, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I believe they were planning to crash the economy. Yes, I believe that the dropping the stock market by 666 points was a sign, a, a declare, declaration or display of power and also an indication of a free-for-all. Like, go to town, bankers, go do your thing that we've been planning for a long time. Now is the time. So there's this war, this undeclared civil war that's just festering and, and brewing. It's actually a very dangerous time right now, and not a lot of people realize that. You've got this train that's almost derailed under suspicious circumstances. You've got all the death threats that are muttered under the Democrats' breath in the middle of the State of the Union address, which I think anti-school turned me on to that video. So shout out to him. Uh, let me get your thoughts on this, Corey, about this, this actual overt retaliation that we're seeing, which should prove that whoever is in office right now and whoever is supporting them is being vehemently opposed by the groups that are in power, that everybody supposedly says they don't want to be in power. Oh, my God, we've got to free our planet from control and blah, 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 blah. But, oh, not this guy, anybody but this guy to do it, just because I don't agree with these things, even though... QAnon and Trump are tweeting within five minutes of each other, or, you know, messaging within five minutes of each other and confirming each other. So there's a causal, actual link between future-proving past and communications between the two. So we know whoever this alliance group is, is giving instructions and or working with him right now, and things are slowly changing. So even though that's happening, people still can't get their heads around it. What do you think about that? I think we have, we've seen nothing so far. <laughs> I think uh, I think the shit that's going to come down is is going to be hugely significant. Now, another thing that I was uh, been hearing some buzz about was that uh, you know Trump was set up to be the fall guy for when the dollar crashed. So when the economy implodes, that uh, that would, it would be under that it would be under Trump, and that for some 
for some reason or another, that could uh, work to the cabal's advantage. See, we told you this guy was da 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 da. Look what he did. He caused the crash of the, of, you know, and to to galvanize and reinforce a lot of the sort of uh, you know totalitarian uh, Marxist cabal's agenda. You know, to get people to say, ah, well, fuck, right. Right, this guy is. And, and then just to, you know, <clears throat> to fall in line with uh, whatever post-crash uh, plans that were set up and, and established already. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I hear a lot of things. I see a lot of things. Um, you know, my sense is I, I've also heard and had the sense that Trump was brought in to sort of uh, create the groundwork, to lay the groundwork for a soft landing, right? Um, because anyone who's been paying attention, I've, I've kind of been had my eye on it since about 2000, you know, where people, people you know, a lot of folks, um, intelligent folks with intelligence connections, uh, a lot of economic knowledge, uh, knowledge of the markets and and uh, the Fed and governments and so forth. Uh, I've been saying that we're at an unsustainable uh, path. You know, with, um, you know, a lot of folks called the 08 crash well before the 08 crash, and then a lot of these same people were like, okay, well, the blow was softened in the 08 crash, but uh, nothing substantive was done to uh, change how the system operates, and in fact, it's even uh, it's gotten even worse. Since it's so week. worse. <laughs> well, so, Corey, let me let me ask you this real quick. So, when you described that earlier, it sounds as if you're describing some sort of contingency plan, like, oh, if this fucker actually gets in the office, well, shit, we'll just crash what we're planning on crashing and then move on, and we'll force him, blackmail him somehow into following the agenda, right? Mm. Um, I'll say this. I think he's a puppet, but I think he's a puppet in the right hands, i.e. the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people are not even ready to accept that there are powers above and beyond government or even worldly authority. Uh, but the, the evidence is there that there's all sorts of sightings, UFO sightings, that not UFOs, but craft sightings that are coming, like uh -huh. huge fucking, like stuff that went viral in Malaysia and some other places I think recently that you guys can YouTube that just huge like gigantic fucking craft in, like in low orbit just passing on by <laughs> how's it going you know what I mean like the shit is coming out right now and portals and booms in the sky and underground and all sorts of crazy stuff happening so I really truly believe that we're going to get the full disclosure but like you said he's setting up the framework, and again, I, w what I believe to be true is that the, we call them the cabal, I call them the ankle biters, these douchebags have gotten so successful with turning humanity's attention in on itself, you know, through social media manipulation and, you know, oh, I'm bored, I have to look at a screen or I have to do this or I have to tweet about my fucking meal or where I'm at or whatever, you know, all these fucking things that humanity is so preoccupied with that 
that it's so different that they would have to take so much personal responsibility and change their lives. Not only would their life change and everything about what they knew about the world would change overnight. And this is for millions of people, man, that are just jacked into the fucking system. Not only would shit happen to them in their worldviews that would totally destroy it, but they would have to actually either die or physically make the choice to change how they're living their life to adapt to what just happened. And I don't think a lot of people are ready for that. So one of the biggest weapons that these fucks have is to understand that if sightings were to happen, mass sightings all over, if we were to get our full disclosure all at once, no matter how many people are ready for it, no matter how many people know about you know, our brothers, inter interstellar brothers, and so on and so forth, you know, humanity, uh, humanity was a genetic experiment over a course of time. Many different uh, types of humanities have existed over millions of years. Uh, I tend to believe that it was a race, you know, 22 combined races or more uh, that have contributed to our DNA or modified it in some way over the course of our, you know, existences. Uh, there's all sorts, and yes, there's a supreme source or intelligence or love or energy or God or whatever you want to call that, so we're not discounting that. But that's what I believe is the truth. And I know a lot of you guys listening and a lot of people out there that have never heard of the show know these things. But there's still so fucking many more that are jacked in. It's just fucking jacked in so hard that if this was to happen like that, boom, so many people would be like just dead and scarred, emotionally scarred, and all sorts of fucking things would happen. So these assholes are counting on the fact that we're having on our side, the light side, whatever, alliance, we're having to like drip feed and drip do and blah, 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 blah. But they've been doing that for so fucking long. We're going to talk about that later in the show, about some of these badass shows from Gene Roddenberry and other people. Uh, and Corey, excuse me, I'm going to ask your opinion about artists and artistic creations and how I believe that it's, uh, we'll just get into that. But I think that you're really going to like that part. So just to reiterate, you know, Trump's a puppet. He's being supported by the right people. We're seeing major fucking exposés of government corruption. We're seeing the moves that are being done by these culpable parties or guilty parties to try to cover up their crimes are exposing them so much fucking more that they're just like digging their own grave even further. And it's, it's, it would be comical if it wasn't so serious. So all of these things are really showing us that something real is happening. All the stuff that we've been waiting for for 20-plus fucking years is finally, finally happening. Okay? So th these guys count on the fact that this cognitive dissonance is really a bar to this full disclosure up until now because it's been saturated. We are at the saturation point. Our cup is overflowing, and the, the flow of irrevocable knowledge and exposure is happening right now. It's, there's no stopping it. We're already there, but it's a very fucking dangerous time because we're dealing with wounded animals. Okay? So, uh, what's, your, what's your take on that, Corey? And, and maybe just get into some of these other things that we were going to talk about today. Well, and along oh, the lines of... I apologize. Uh, Before we start, uh, when you're done, we have I think we have Anthony on the phone okay. as a, a guest caller, so we'll get to him as well. Cool. I mean, along the lines of, uh, I believe, I believe mentioned this before, Hollywood, right? It's a propaganda machine, but uh, they also tell us the truth about a lot of things in Hollywood. And, uh, you know, some people get it, and some people just go, oh, it's just a movie. 
so they don't really, you know, they don't really read any more anything more into it, you know. I'd say the biggest example, or one example I could think of, a, a significant one was the uh, was the Matrix, for example. And um, you know, <clears throat> you talk about a lot of people not being prepared, right, for um, for the substantive and significant changes that I think are afoot or are just down the road or are perhaps already happening behind the scenes but without uh, a lot of public awareness of it. Um, those are the zombies in the fucking zombie movies and the zombie TV shows, right? Uh, the people who are just like, you know, have no clue. They, you know, they, you know, they've lost their mind. Um, you know, in the case of the, the government, you know, radically shrinking overnight, it would be the people who who uh, can't get food, who haven't, you know, haven't prepared, uh, you know, let alone people who, you know, might be implanted with fucking 5G, you know, uh, microchips that could be flipped on you or whatever. You're talking about the, uh, the nano chemtrail dust? Nano dust and you know I, I've heard trying recently, to turn this like, into wetware. Wetware, what a frightening concept! What a nasty yeah. That's the sound of that word is so bad. Yeah, and I mean you know I, I saw an article and you know, I, I can't validate it, but I saw an article that uh, um, some kind of uh, some kind of research organization had sort of inadvertently discovered you know they they. They were uh, they were uh, examining, uh, I guess, a couple thousand individuals, and I believe they inadvertently discovered that like two out of three of them were fucking shit without their knowledge. Oh, you know? yeah, vaccines, my friend. It's not hard. Yeah, to get yeah. it in there. Yeah. Get your shots from the doctor. You never know. Right. What type of secret? That's such a conspiracy. Well, everything's a fucking conspiracy. But like, mm-hmm. what? How do you know that the billionaire vaccine suppliers weren't approached by these military intelligence agencies and are like, hey, uh, you know, for national security purposes, we have to put some chips in some these segments of the population where these shipments of your things are going. So we're commandeering this for you know, whatever, and put some fucking chips in there. Or hey, you're the next batch you make is going to be chips, and we'll compensate you in this amount or whatever. Fuck yeah, there's agreements and deals that happen like that, dude. And it's it's with their own people. That's why it never gets disclosed, because that person in the military might be a Satanist or a cultist that's in with these factions, and that billionaire pharmaceutical tech owner or whatever is probably in the same boat, so they make it happen on a need-to-know basis. Shit like that is totally fucking feasible, Corey, and for you to tell me that somehow these people who weren't even looking for these chips discovered them in two or three people that didn't know they had them, I mean, what else could we be talking about? Okay. Yeah, and it's, so, and, it's, entirely, it's entirely not, you know, in, in light <laughs> of, yeah, anyway, you know, we kind of take it for granted because we're, you know, we're, we're, we're off in what some people call the woo-woo world. You know, we're looking for crazy shit mm-hmm. and uh, that we're reaching what, what normies, you know, normal people would consider crazy shit. Um, you know, I mean, like the whole term conspiracy theory, ah, that's a conspiracy theory. Well, for, for, for most people who would even use that terminology, that's just like a psyop for them to shut their brain off. Click, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Click, 
Nothing to see here. Keep keep moving. <laughs> right? Whereas Boom! that was an explosion. Just move on. <laughs> right. Whereas whereas people who are curious and, and you know, and just and more and more people and thank God for the internet. And you can see it in the YouTube and you can see it in all these weird algorithmic manipulations, Facebook, all these big tech companies, they're on board too. They're trying they to are. quell they're trying to quell the spread of information as well. They're vilifying people for their, uh, you know, bunching, bunching entire swaths of people into this, uh, you know, calling them Nazis and, and, and you know, fucking, there's like 4,000 white supremacists, like hardcore white supremacists in the United <laughs> States, 5,000, maybe. You know, people who are like, who really want to kill brown people or black people or whatever. Right. You know? And they're all <laughs> douchebag dumbasses that they're have no idea. They're all fucking idiots. They're idiots. idiots. David, David Duke was like, you know, prime example, fucking moron. And, and yet, and yet, um, through, through decades and decades of this sort of Marxist, uh, um, postmodernist indoctrination, it's so easy to get people riled up, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like people thought that, you know, People thought that black people were going to be rounded up and put into fucking FEMA camps and shit once Trump got elected. I was like, are you, come on, man. Are you fucking serious? But people oh, were going for that shit. They were believing it. And, and, and operative word, belief. This is something that I've been, that I, that's really been knocking me over the head, right, lately. Is that uh, most people are operating off of belief, Okay. And the thing about belief is that belief requires no test, no uh, critical analysis, no evidence, no. No. no no backing information. It requires nothing. It's entirely emotion based and uh, and 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 fueled by propaganda. Um, and it and belief can be very strong. Uh, you know, if you look at the religious, uh, you know, the, the major religions, Christianity, Islam, um, you know, belief is incredibly powerful. And I think one of the reasons why belief can, is incredibly powerful is that you don't get to, you don't have to question it. And anyone who, you know, anyone who doesn't hold that belief, they can't question it. You know, the only, the only way that someone's belief could be modified is if they themselves modify it, right? Or, or if they have the people, like Corey, I mean, this is fucking crazy. There's no evidence at all, I'm being sarcastic if you can't tell, there's no evidence at all to show that the, re- the religious founders and scholars of Christianity themselves acknowledge and agree that it is an amalgamation of fucking paganism and pagan rituals. And the proven by the very fact that fucking Christmas is a pagan holiday and it was right. outlawed in the fucking United States. They couldn't fucking practice it until like 1800s or something like that. Okay? Wow. So like, and yes, it's like literally there is all sorts of scholars and everything. And you can go, fuck, uh, Christianity is really paganism, Google search or something like that. And you'll find, I think, uh, Jesus is the truth or something like that. Some crazy specific website thing. You click on that, and the dude is like literally red-pilling the shit out of every Christian ever who thinks that they know something when all of your mannerisms, both Catholic and Protestant, derive from paganism. 
and I, I'm not proponent of paganism, so to speak. I, I feel I'm not proponent of any religion, just spirituality, inherent spirituality, what you feel, what you know instinctively, and what I've come to learn from my near-death experiences is that there's just a universal love of consciousness or an actual entity that we are all part of and are expressing as, and it's just, it's, it's hard to even go into it further than that. You can't even put it into words. But it sure as fuck isn't some collection of controlled texts that were cherry-picked and selected through various different Nicene counts over and over. And then, you know, the fucking prophet, the guy that was telling, there was a, a, a vegan-ish or vegetarian Buddhist Nicene, or Essene, if you will, uh, this, this Jesus fellow was fucking, was used as a scapegoat and turned into a divinity to be scapegoated for the rest of his fucking existence and his name and shit like that. And they used it as, you know, a, a, a mechanism of power. That's all that religion was about. So, God forbid we tell anybody about that, Corey. We're, we're crazy, you know what I mean? This, it, it's like this. We're in a really fucking weird time right now because we're in like a, the storm is here. Like they're all saying the storm's here. It's fucking here, man, and there's a cyclone. And in, we're in the middle of that cyclone, and there's all these realities, both what we would perceive good and bad. And we're going to get to Anthony in a second. Thanks for waiting patiently, brother. These realities, both good and bad, are spiraling and swirling around us, man. And you're, you, you, instead of like trying to chase one and get lost or trying to avoid the other and run from it and get lost, just fucking cherry-pick the lessons you need out of the bad and, and cherry-pick what you want out of the good and create those because there's no such thing as duality. It's a triune. There's the light, there's the dark, and there's the consciousness observing and, and empowering and in uh, engaging in practical matters of both light and dark and combining those into a, a fluid, ever-changing, morphable thing that we call a presence, a soul, a morality, a person in the moment, whoever you are. So while, while Occam's razor or basically the simplest solution is usually the right one, while that still applies... I.e., if there's fucking people being microchipped that they didn't know about and people that weren't even looking for them were fucking finding microchips, the simplest explanation or solution is that somebody somewhere is putting in microchips into people without their fucking knowledge. Duh. Well, they, didn't, okay. they didn't fucking grow organically. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, the most complicated fucking conspiracy similar thing that you could think of had to have taken place for that simplicity to exist. Right. So we are in this fucking strange maelstrom or storm, cyclone, if you will, where we really have to stay balanced. The balance is the key. The dark's pulling on the light. The light's pushing back. You just got to observe the interaction, both internally in your personal life and externally, and just continue to balance your thoughts, your emotions. Be aware of your patterns. This is something that's been coming up for me, bro, and I am not afraid to admit it in front of everybody in the entire world. I've had a lot of personal... Um, demeanor, like uh, quick to anger, per quick to judgment, quick to irritability, lots of stuff that's been changing for me recently uh, mm. that is, that I've I've been aware of and trying to change. Uh, and I'm not I'm not hating on myself, man. Like it, it comes out, I move on in the moment. My wife's you know going through her own shifts, and we're having you know we've got a new baby and all sorts of crazy stuff that's going with our living situation. So trying to arrange for the, you know, the, the land and work with people to get these different types of stuff going on. It's just a lot, okay? And, and me changing careers and getting out of consulting during that two-month break I took from the radio show, all sorts of stuff happening. But it's, 
in this time internally in all my personal stuff, there's also this external shift that's happening, and I'm trying to balance that and to remain not humble, but remain authentic enough to go, hey, dude, you got some fucking shit to fix. And that's what I'm doing, right? I'm just like leveling up, moving into different areas and different expertise. I taught myself how to fucking code. I set up a, a goddamn supercomputer of Raspberry Pi so I can mine Bitcoin and some other cryptocurrencies. And we're going to talk about what cryptocurrency really means for the planet later on in the show. Um, but I just, you know, I wanted you to, you guys and the listeners and everybody to understand that I'm not immune. Like, I, I talk with confidence a lot because I know what I'm saying is right, but I'm not immune from all this, the problems that we discuss. It's, it's just a matter of a choice. What do you choose to be aware of at first? Do you choose to do something about it? And if it happens again, do you choose to cry and fucking spilt milk and all that bullshit? Or do you just get off your ass, face it head on, and do it again and try to do better, which is the path I'm trying to take. So. That shit is all swirling around, and there's going to be a lot of communication issues. I'm not going to put that on anybody. There seems or appears to be a lot of communication issues right now. That could be some planetary alignments. Mercury in retrograde is an example of that. Or it could be uh, you know, just the state of affairs and the energy, the, the mad, swirling, frenetic energy on our planet right now. So, Corey, I, I want to get to you and, and hear what you have to say about all those types of things, and I want to hear your thoughts on this artistic thing I'm going to bring up. But Anthony's been waiting patiently on the line. If you're still with us, please come on and uh, ask us your question or contribute, whatever you want to do. I, I appreciate your patience, so thank you. Yeah, I was going to make sure y'all could hear me. Can you actually hear me? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's low, but we can definitely hear you. Welcome. Okay, thank you. Thank you. It was great to hear all this. It's really good to hear other people talking about these things and. Uh, I don't know uh, how many people are listening, but I, I can feel like a lot of good vibes. I mean, it's just really good lately. I've just been, I've been feeling a lot of energy, and I've been allowing what I think, what I believe is the the universal consciousness to work through my body and pull me in different directions. Uh, to the point where I was standing in downtown Dallas the other day in front of 20 black men who thought that they were uh, the original Israelites. And that they that their destiny is to enslave all the white people and turn you know reverse racism around on humanity and I was I was just started laughing to myself because I was like how did I end up in front of these men who and I and I was compelled to say you know and tell them to their face that it, this is not right you, the the answer to the world's problems is not to reverse the the you know the, the perpetuate the the on the other on any type of yeah, yeah. I was, yes. And I, I was disgusted because I was looking at these beautiful African-American men who had such strength and power and their minds were so weak, you know. And um, I, I feel that I, I left them with a message that was important, you know. I, I didn't say anything with hatred and I wasn't showing them that I was afraid of them. I'm, uh, the, the opposite, even though they were making fun of me because I was on my mountain bike. And they were acting like I was some kind of white devil with like this privilege. I, I live in my, I sleep in my car right now. I'm divorced, <laughs> and they wanted to call me, act. They wanted to act like I'm, you know, like some white devil, you know, who has, you know, like right. I, I have all these white privilege, you know. And <laughs> I've been targeted, and my children have been taken away from me. I'm, I'm not privileged because of my skin color. But well, um, I'll say this. I'll say this real quick. We've talked about the black culture on our uh, or African American culture, if you want to call it that, or just African culture. All of the cultures. For anybody who has a darker skin, they're so 
rich and they're full of all this magic and these actual yeah, literal I'm actually magical abilities. I'm jealous like, of black people. <laughs> so where do you think that the Egyptians learned their skills from, bro? Like I'm trying to tell you, like the Jed, the Jed pillars that the Egyptians were using, and the Onks, and all of these things are from the Netters in in Africa and the study of those types of things. So we've talked about how. The reason why crack was spread in you know all over the black slums and why the uh, authoritarian authoritarian excuse me authoritative state comes after them so much is because they and why mm-hmm. they attack their mental abilities They're and powerful. they attack their their yes they they would not be oppressed and they would not They're be the attacked if they weren't yeah. super fucking powerful and it's the They're same the if you They're look you'll find in any race in any culture. That you will find at some point in history, like Irish were the first slaves, or uh, Europeans, white Europeans were the first slaves. Muslims were the yeah. first slave takers. The Barbary Wars and all other things that will prove that as well. So, like, you got to understand, like, the people that were selling, most of the people that were selling slaves from Africa were their own fucking people, so to speak. Uh, you know, they yeah. were from warring tribes. They, they, had, they had killed all the women and children in the tribe. They captured the men and sold them fucking off and, and then went and took their land and claimed their fucking land. And the Native Americans have the same thing going on, the same hypocrisy where they hate the white man, except they were murdering and fucking killing each other before we even got yeah. here. And no, that doesn't justify in either case any of the stuff that a white race did, but it's not about race, bro. It's just about different different types of people where hate and nastiness from different entities or whatever you want to call it, different powers, principles and powers that have been acting on opportunistically on different races and different regions at different times in our history. So it's really a round robin type shit, Anthony. It's like everybody was a culprit and perpetuator at some time. And so do we keep whining about it? And do we keep playing the fucking victim, whatever skin color we are? Or do we realize that each culture and each skin color is essentially the same on the inside, but has inherent gifts that can still be learned by other races and cultures and should be yeah. learned? So when people talk about a, a cultural appropriation, if there's no ill will behind it and it's done in appreciation of the culture, then that's mm-hmm. a fucking nullity in itself. So there's all these little triggers and made-up little offenses on, oh my god, microaggressions. Maybe the motherfucker just doesn't like how you smell or like you or like how you look or maybe you made a sound and that person took <laughs> it the wrong way. It has nothing to do with your fucking race, yo. Unless it does, no. and you should be able to tell. So I'll, I'll let you get into that, Anthony. You respond, and then Corey, I want to hear your turn. Yeah. You, but you think about that. Yeah, it, it's it's all. I think it's, it's beautiful. I think it's important to say that I wasn't bringing that up because uh, race is important. What, what I, my main point was is that it. I've been noticing more, um, what do you call it, uh, happy coincidences that I feel like I've heard the theory that our solar system is hurling through space and we're going through a higher, more energetic part of our universe and it's, it's amping up our sun, which in turn is, is evolving our sun and amping it up and it's, it's in turn affecting all the planets and helping all the planets to evolve, which is also affecting consciousness in human life. The planet needs humans, and humans need the planet. What's that? Oh, dude, I was just ringing a bell for you, man. You're hitting the truth bombs. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Keep going. 
so w- all this stuff about politics and race and economics and everything it all boils down to the the energetics of the the at the core of everything that that things are getting better um and I just I just wanted to say that I don't know who out there may listen or if it's just for us to 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 hear that we're not alone and that we agree but I I think it's just it just blows me away because these happy coincidences that you can't make up have just been more and more frequent and more and more powerful and slapping people in the face and people are still like in denial and I just I just mind boggled about how their people are still denying and denying and denying i i even understand fear because everyone has fear but i just it's hard for me to understand how people don't see like why is it that there are some people that can see so easily and other people that just not only can they not see but even when the truth hits them in the face they they push it away i mean is it that some people's souls are older or what is it (laughs) No, it's just a matter of a choice, man. It really is a choice in the moment. Everybody has the power intrinsically, whether they've been brought up or told told about something. There's all this, everything that needs to be known is known when you need to know it, if you just are willing yeah. to, 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 to right. be open. You know, like you were willing to be open in what you call the happy accident or serendipitous moment where you had the ability to bring that love into that moment and to show up to them in a way they weren't expecting you to show up. And remind them, like, hey, dude, like, it's not about this way or that way. It's about literal illusion. Like, all of this skin color bullshit is a fucking illusion. Yes, there was evils and stuff that were perpetrated in the past. We're not denying that. But we're not in the past, yo. And if you want to be a victim and perpetuate victimhood on behalf of your descendant victims, buy more power to you, but don't fucking throw that on somebody else and become the perpetrator <laughs> and make somebody else a victim. Yeah. So it's just total bullshit. I get where you're going, and I think you're absolutely right about the planet shifting and everything uh, going through the galaxy. The galactic sun is the region that yeah. we're going through is evolving everything, and I have this theory that... It's like we're just hitting the, a uh, wave, like in the ocean, a wave yeah, is hitting us. Yeah, it's hitting us, and I have a theory that the suns are just different. They're like the other opposite end of a black hole. You know, they're like little gateways yeah. or portals for souls and consciousness and some advanced ships to go through. So let's, let's hear what Corey has to say, and then we'll get back to you, and uh, you can say whatever else you want, Anthony, and then we'll go ahead and <coughs> we'll end out there. I'll add a few things, and we'll have to end the show from there. So thank you for that contribution. Let's jump over to Corey and see what he has to say. Yeah, I mean, um, the race thing is complicated. Um I feel like the best description that I've heard of it, the sort of, um, if you were to, if you were to, if you were to, if you were to acknowledge that white people had a chip on their shoulder, right, <clears throat> that allowed them to enslave African people, and then you go back further, you know, so let's say starting in the, I don't know late 15th century and, and on into the, you know, up until, um, you know, 1860s or whatever. Um, but then you also had the Moors in Europe, <clears throat> right? So you had the Africans basically con- controlling Europe for 700 years. And um, it was a time of great advancement in technology, university systems, uh, um 
you know, Islam was was the uh, was the sort of cutting edge of all scientific uh, inquiry and advancement because they, you know, they had the Greeks had, you know, they took all the knowledge of the of the um, of the empires and the and the and the um, dynasties before them and amalgamated them. You know, all kinds of kinds, uh, you know, algebra. That's an Arabic word. Um, Sounds alchemy. like Rome. <laughs> yeah, al- yeah, alchemy. You know, as from chem, chemet, which is Egypt. Um, so chemistry. Um, so, <clears throat> but for some strange reason, and I've seen people, I've seen people give give some rationale behind. But like around the time of uh, in the 12th century, um, the Muslim civilization just did an about face and um, completely yeah. reverse course on all scientific advancement, right? That's when, uh, you know, that's when the, um, uh, around that time when the Moors were finally pushed out of Europe, and then you had the uh, Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, supposedly, in Europe, which eventually gave rise to uh, the Renaissance period and, and uh, the subsequent expansion of Europe and um, European exploration, you know, trade with China, um, discovery of the Americas, or rediscovery of the Americas, as it were. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I, I think there there's probably some kind of epigenetic um, inherent racism that can be traced back to different periods of time. Um, more recently, here in the United States, um, you know, the big game that was... Imagine, and I might have touched on this before on a previous show. Imagine you're, uh, you know, there was two classes of people, basically, in the Americas. Uh, there was the wealthy white landowners who made all the rules and did everything in the north and the south, particularly in the south. Um, slavery was the means of production at the time. And then there was just the, uh, then there was just the regular, you know, you know, the regular crackers, man, poor white trash, whatever, just regular, you know, regular folks. Um, Society was extremely polarized in terms of wealth disparity. And so if you can imagine you were just a guy and you were like a carpenter or whatever, you had basic skills or whatever, and then all of a sudden, uh, these rich people are importing all of this free labor. Well, that's just that's just going to undercut your ability to make money. And, and I rarely hear about this aspect, you know. So you had the regular white folks whose uh, economic uh, capacity were undermined by the importation of of free labor, of African free labor. Okay, so you've got to you. You know, taking this into account, which I rarely hear about, um, I can understand why those people might have a chip on their shoulder about these people who are uh, screwing up their ability to make a living, right? And, of course, yeah, they don't blame it on the rich white guy because everybody you know, ultimately wants to be a rich white guy. They blame it on, they blame it on, the, they blame it on the slaves, okay? And then you take, and then on top of that, you take the wealthy white landowners being perfectly aware of this dynamic, of course. and 
and inflaming the hatred of the poor white people against the African slaves, um, forcibly recruiting them by force into uh, posses to chase down uh, runaway slaves. So, you know, creating a police force, using their already inherent animus to, uh, you know, to use them to uh, track down runaway slaves. So basically, you know, it, to me it comes down to class manipulation. The rich white guys, there you, go. you know, they had the, you know, they had the, uh, they had the free labor, the African free labor, but they also controlled everybody else, uh, the fortunes of everybody else. And uh, they made sure to pit them against each other. And so, yeah. and, then if you, and then if you look at, you know, from my perspective, once slavery ended, uh, so from a period of like the 1860s up until you know, the 1910s, was the most explosive and expansive and prosperous period of time for, for Africans in the United States ever. Why? Because they took all the fucking skills that they had learned for generation upon generation under the slave masters who built the civilization over here, and all of a sudden, bam, oh, they could do it for themselves. So quite naturally, um, you know, all of these, not all, but, you know, many of the amalgamated slaves, unfortunately, uh, most of them were just uh, abducted into uh, sharecropping and uh, and into and into prison, into slave labor, which, according to the Constitution, under the Thirteenth Amendment, uh, there shall be no involuntary servitude, meaning ending of bonded slavery, except if you're a prisoner. So they just made that leap quickly, and we see evidence of that today. The prison system is is is, is, uh, is bonded slavery. Same thing. It really, um, uh, you know, it's funny. I got to tell you something, Corey, about that. Uh, and you really went deep there. I appreciate it. I learned a lot of stuff about um, that class warfare rift that I had heard about a little bit with the Free State of Jones and some other isolated incidents where they didn't agree and all sorts of other crazy shit. But that was very well laid out. Um, I just wanted to to point out to you that um, there actually there was never the union was by no means a fucking savior. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was never a declaration of this, but the 14th Amendment enslaved everybody. White and race, like all races, every single person was then brought into voluntary slavery by the means of adopting or declaring citizenship. And we'll be, we can get right. into that into another yeah. thing, but that's, wow. it's all fucking crazy, man. And, and so like, right. it, you touched on how the Saracens <laughs> and or the Moors had their time or whatever, and they basically were enslaving white people, and then... Irish were enslaving their own kinds as well, and then the fucking Judaic periods, you know, the Judaism and the Hebrews, the Hebrews were fucking being enslaved by the Egyptians, and like, they just, and then you go back to the further biblical times, it's all an equal opportunity enslavement system, and then you mentioned the Black Plague, how come nobody fucking talked, now, okay, so this is all class warfare, class manipulation, race manipulation, economic manipulation that was happening way back in biblical times, so who was the fucking controlling hand? Well, the actual controlling hands are little groups or families that claim royal lineage and descent from way, way, way past the antediluvian kings, way past fucking the Vedics, way past all that, from way back when to secret times, these fucking groups have been groomed, just like they groom our presidents and 
people in the positions of power, they themselves have been groomed by interdimensional forces that we refer to as archons and their minions as well. Uh, so there's all this talk about, nobody ever reads this much, but there's all this talk about how during the Black Plague, every time that a Black Plague incident would happen, there was a fog that preceded it. A huge fog yep. would come out of nowhere, and they would see these people, these tall beings, like 10-foot-tall beings, walking around, sh shadowy cloaked. Sh they described them as shadowy beings that would always walk around. This fog would come in, and then all of a sudden, the fucking it's almost black like the chemtrails are the new are the new form the of that. The chemtrails of the black of the the, the, the Netherlands. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that is that is manipulation. So it, it's all a nasty interdimensional manipulation and they're playing on differences. They're playing on physical reaction to differences and the skin color is one of the easiest ones to do that. And the male-female dynamic is one of the easiest ways to do that as well. And the yeah. fact that you see these as a weapon for tools of war socially um, on social media and all these other things, this divisiveness is all centered around these things. The Me Too movement, which I fucking laid into uh, I had no qualms about being honest about that stupid fucking bullshit. Don't get me wrong. Everybody that's a victim, get behind whatever avenue you can. But I, I shout out to you and you only because everybody else was fucking LARPing. Oh my god, I had a bad date. Oh, me too. Fuck out Counting all the real people that had fucking trauma. You know what I mean? I'm a male. I've been, myself, have experienced sexual trauma. Okay? It goes both ways. And even I'm saying this about that bullshit. So there's all these campaigns that pop out that get trendy out of nowhere, and you guys should be suspect of those before you jump on board. Okay? Uh, and Corey, let, me say some, let me say something about victimhood. Go ahead. To be the, the uh, flavor of the day, right? A lot of black people are pro <laughs> proclaiming their victimhood. A lot of women are proclaiming their victimhood. Transgendered, uh, whatever. You know, a lot of victims. Even, you know, Hillary Clinton, classic example, right? She came out mm -hmm. in her book. She must have blamed like 50 different groups, including the mainstream <laughs> media, for why she lost the election, right? So victimhood is the order of the day. And what, what victimhood does, <clears throat> when you take that position, um, you completely uh, divest yourself of any kind of personal power, any kind of personal responsibility. Yeah, it is. And... Uh, Give your power away. That it's the power of the mind, the power of the individual will, uh, that this universe will provide for you. If you know how to oh, analyze yeah. your imagination, Woo! your desire, your will, if you know how to Hell yeah. uh, feed <laughs> the universe, if you will, with your thoughts and your intentions. And uh, if you're if you're playing victim... Uh, or if you know if if you are if you are legitimately a victim, um, which is why the the uh, the uh, the psychology of creating trauma for people, for example, you know African slaves, um, you know <clears throat> by traumatizing people, yeah, they're going to automatically go into victimhood, and and if you're in victimhood, you are you are divorced from your power. Regardless of someone who's physically whipping you, 
or you know, or just the just the idea that someone could physically whip you, or take your life, or take your wife away, or take your kids away, um, and that's what's going on. And you mentioned the Fourteenth Amendment, right? Yeah, that was a new, that was the North or the federal government stealing the property, including the land and all the and all the resources of the South, including the human chattel, and yep, yep. taking them for themselves under the 14th Amendment, creating a, uh, a, a, a new class of citizen, uh, of which almost every uh, or everyone who is operating as a United States citizen is. They took all the psyops of slavery and have extended it over the entire population of the United States, or just about. Oh, yeah. Um, now, if, so if anybody, Corey, if you, I wanted to jump crazy, in real quick. An unfortunate thing about victimhood is that you're done. If you fall, if you take that position, especially in this day and time where there's no fucking chattel slavery, there's no one with a boot on your neck, really. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. you know, there's still some mental. degree of opportunity here in the United States, mental unlike a lot of other places at that point. in the world. Um, no one's keeping anyone down. No one's keeping anyone back. It's all That's psychological. Right. And it's yeah. all about knowledge. You know, if you know how the universe works, you know, if you know, if you can use your creativity and your imagination and and your oh. desire for certain outcomes and your will, and you can use, uh, you know, you have tenacity and consistency and, uh, and discipline, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Unless, of course, That's you're absolutely. operating as a victim. And then you've you've automatically wiped out any capability to do anything in the world, and then all your problems are somebody else's fault. So that's right. And that's it's a, a matter of choice. Out. It's in a matter of choice, my friend. In the United States and in the West in general. It, Corey, it's a matter of choice. You touched on the fact that they're choosing to be a victim. That's what I, I wanted to jump in and clarify. That is, it is all a choice, even the most dire straits. So, I needed to hear uh, that. I appreciate that. No problem, Anthony. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, talk about real quick before we, we're gonna? We've got a lot left to discuss, and then we got to end the show. But I want to jump back over to you and give you an opportunity um, to maybe just maybe release anything else that you want or uh, contribute in any way or ask a question or anything like that. <clears throat> um, one of the things that just popped into my head is that uh, I've had a lot of dreams that have shown me the future of things that have come true. <clears throat> and I got into a, a, a kind of an argument with one of my close friends recently about the, whether it was my um, subconscious ability that was showing me the future or whether it was a, a, a negative uh, entity that was uh, kind of implanting um, uh, these visions uh, and hoping that I would follow through with them. And I didn't want to believe that that was true, but... I, I, I'm, I'm, I want truth. I claim to want the full truth, so I could not discount that theory. And I, I still haven't really came to a conclusion, but um, I, I, like what, I like what Corey said. I really, I really it, it almost makes me want to cry to the point that, you know, it's just so simple. I mean, if you really want something, if you really want something, there's nothing that can stop you. Nothing. That's right. Not mm. death. Not anything. Nothing can stop anyone from getting what they deserve and what they want. It's just about, you know, what, what, what do we really need as a species? And 
I, I have a lot of uh, a lot of things, you know, um, going through my mind. One one of the big questions is, uh, you know, can we live in a universe that is void of evil? Is that even necessary? I mean, we claim to want a better life. Well, why do you want a better life? Because this this where I'm at right now isn't joyful. In fact, you know, I'm being I'm being I'm being suppressed. I'm being you know, I'm being you know poisoned. Um, Everywhere, yeah. Yeah. So if the, if we claim to know that something is bad, and that we want something that's good, how can we? How can we? You know, I wanted to ask y'all: Do you think it's possible to live on a even just a planet that has no evil on it, uh, like an ascended planet, like heaven on earth, if you will? Do you think that's our well, yeah. destiny, or are our planet simply? A learning ground that are that will never be devoid of of evil. I'll start mm-hmm. off like this. I want to answer both of your questions. The the most recent one. I'll just say this to begin with, and then we'll get to Corey as well. Anthony, I believe that pretty much anything is possible given the right motivation, yeah. circumstances, and factors. Um, I also believe that everything, nothing, and something is happening at once. So, what in some area of the universe or dimension, everything you're talking about is true. In some area, it's not. In some area, it's both. In some area, it's nothing. Um, <laughs> going back to the original thing that you asked about, well, how do I know if this is an evil entity about my planting stuff in my dreams? Well, that takes a lot of effort. It takes some sort of attempt to get you to agree to something. If it was, it would have a... Uh, perceivable energy no matter how much this entity tried to shield itself from you and try to show you good things and make it seem because a lot of our thoughts are not our own right that is a thing Mm, that is like a verifiable mm. thing a lot of everybody's thoughts is not your own so when you have this weird crazy scary thought that's out of character nine times out of ten it's not you so that being a possibility and or a reality i will say Mm. in real world for you when you dream your body your soul leaves your body it's still tethered, but your soul leaves your body. That's a given. The Monroe Institute has yeah. proven it over and over. There's no doubt about it. So you are out in a different realm, and your mind is like a receiver, and you're able to receive different types of realities, possibilities, future timelines, past memories, um, you know, simultaneous happenings with your other self somewhere, which is deja vu while you're dreaming, which is a fucking crazy experience. So the, yeah. it's not outside the scope of possibility that, yes... It could be a bad entity, but if it was, you in that state would be able to feel it because you're not stuck in your little disempowered meat suit fucking shell of a body with all these implants and control structures and energetics here on this planet. That was the conclusion that me and my friend came to, that it could be both. It could be partially my my imagination and my ability, and then also it could be some type of manipulation. Give me a second. Okay. Can you guys hear me okay? Is my mic on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just having to repeat myself. So check this out. Yes, it's possible that it's a negative entity. But if it was, you would be able to tell on some level, no matter how much it tried to shield itself, you would be able to tell this is not what this is not from me. It might be what I want. It might be what I'm in alignment with, but it's not me. Now, on the other hand, if you don't feel that, then it's very highly likely that you're just playing around with some possible timelines. And the, the timelines that you're playing around with, you're either motivated enough to choose them in real life or you're not. And if you're motivated enough yeah. in real life to choose those <laughs> timelines, then they fucking appear to you. And if you're not, then they don't. 
Mm-hmm. So it's you, always you, you always have the power, you always have the final say, yeah. and if you have a question if something's happening to you, nine times out of ten, it's you doing it to yourself or agreeing to participate in something. And if that one time out of ten you feel some bad feeling about it, then yeah, you could go to the negative entity theory and have some weight behind that with some credible evidence. So uh, please yeah. respond. To how you're going. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just didn't want to lose my train of thought because I had a whole a response prepared there. And then we'll get to the next no, you're one. Good. I, you. I, yeah, I apologize. Uh, it's just uh, okay. there's so much truth. There's so much truth in this radio podcast. It's hard to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you're so, fine, bro. Uh, it's exciting, and it's no. I mean, all y'all guys are just uh, awesome, and um, you know, I don't doubt anything anymore. I, I I just love to talk about it, and I and I do I do know that every single uh, person. Uh, you know, has uh, the truth inside of them, and we all come from the same yeah. source. Um, so, yeah, you're you're totally right. I, I me and my friend came to the same conclusion, and uh, I'm I'm glad that I'm getting confirmation here um, yet again. Um, yeah, well, well I mean, good. And you, and I just I, want to real quick. So many uh, well, thank you for that. But you also asked. Uh, now I'm going to kick this over to Corey while saying this. You asked, do you think it's possible to live on a heaven-like planet or a planet where there's no evil? Yeah. I've said in previous shows, and Corey, I believe, agrees with me, that uh, evil is a necessary evil. It's a necessary learning block or step because it's some sort of anomaly that exists. What I mean by anomaly is everybody thinks of light and dark as even powers, and they're not. The natural state of the universe is love. There's no question about that. Every near-death experiencer who hasn't gone towards the light will tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Because that, that's false bullshit feelings and crap right. like that. That's on traps. Everybody will tell you who knows, who's been dead or has a near-death experience. They'll tell you God is love. That's the, the ultimate truth of how they can describe their experience. And then they have their individual uh, details from there. So we know that the order of the universe, even in chaos, is love. And we also know that we are part of that uh, God. And we also know that we are creators and part of the creation. And we also know that we are experiencing and growing and learning so i do see the the theory that in some reality yes darkness and evil exists for us to learn and grow through adversity but i don't think it's to the level that it's being proposed here that oh we must have it and without darkness you can't see the light or you wouldn't know it a blah 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 it's gotten out of hand yeah it's it's gotten out of hand and it's forcing us to make a choice well, yeah, it, yeah, it's gotten exactly. out of hand on this planet, and it's and it's actually what I what I get to get back to like Trump. I think that Trump is doing what he's doing, whether on purpose or on accident, to to force people to make a decision. Like it's like everything is being exposed now for what it is. Like you can't. Everything is being turned over. There's going to be no rock, no stone left unturned, and it's going to be people aren't going to have an excuse anymore. It's going to be, okay, well, you want to be a shitty person? You're going to have to stand there in, in your shame and be a shitty person in front of all humanity, you know? And it's just like, it's gotten out of hand. I think evil was evil is existing, yeah, like you said, to, to teach people an anomaly. and to test people. An yeah, anomaly okay, so, to, 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 yeah, to bring us yeah, to so, our highest potential. It's gotten out of control, this. and it, it needs to be reined in. Because we don't need it. We don't need... We don't need utter chaos. We don't need utter destruction. That, that's right, and that's where that's where we're going. You mentioned earlier. You answered your own question with a statement that you made early in the show that you believe we're moving through a part of the galaxy that's ascending and rising and everything 
So yes, that is where we're going. Yes, it is possible. Yes, it does exist. Yes, it is the natural order of the universe itself to be in a harmonious state without chaos, without darkness, without evil, and with love. Yeah. And this planet, the reason why so many of us are on this planet right now is because this is the hotbed of the last remaining vestiges of filth and toxicity in this galaxy. Yes, there's other galaxies and parts of it that are still controlled, but this is like their main spiritual power base and center that we're aware of uh, that needs to be eradicated and, and reined in, if you will. So yes, I believe that is the case, what you asked earlier. I think you also answered your question because you already knew it, and I want to hear what Corey has to say about it, and then we'll go ahead and uh, we'll have you come back on the show another time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign off here. Thank you, guys. I'll listen. Well, well, yeah, just keep listening. Thank you, Yeah, I think um, my feeling is that, uh, and I'm, I'm going through it myself, and I know a lot of people who are going through it. Um, I think, you know, you talk about that the nature of the Creator is love. And I think if you can, if you take that premise and then you combine it with uh, what I think the goal is, for every individual consciousness and in, in, you know that takes on a body is to understand what that love is and basically to um, to uh, to love oneself as much as possible to know oneself there you go. to love and to love oneself and uh, that's that's very difficult to do with a lot of uh, a lot of these pressures and traumas and, and multi-generational just curses and, 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 you know, and external stuff and internal stuff. And, you know, you know, just like, just like nation states, you know, uh, empires, they're the amalgamation of all the previous empires before them. Each one of us are, are in a way we take on the energetics of, uh, of our family lineage. And, uh, and so, you know, each one, each person that is alive today is like, is like the bulkhead of every, everyone that came before them. And I don't, I'm not sure if people actually consider that, you know, yeah. it's like, wow, you are here, you are here, which means like, what's the likelihood that you are here? Imagine all the shit that your parents and your grandparents and your great great grandparents and, and the, you know, go back you know, 30 generations and your, your million, you know, great, 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 great grandparents, um, you know, all that stuff is like, is at the fulcrum, at the, at the focal point of you. And so it's, uh, to me, it's like extremely important to be able to have an awareness of that and to, uh, to get to know oneself, to get to love oneself. Now there's this guy I've been listening to recently, you know, he's, he's, he's a psychologist and an author and a professor. His name's Jordan Peterson. Um, and yeah. I would highly yeah. recommend. Yeah, I, I know that. I highly, highly recommend people to listen to Jordan Peterson because he's really distilled, uh, he's distilled, in my view, what's going on uh, in the world presently, particularly in the West, in terms of cultural stuff. And basically, he's, you know, he's got these basic rules of, very simple basic rules of, of how to of how to uh, live a fulfilled life. You know, one of them is stand up straight, you know, and the other one is like clean your fucking room. 
make your bed in the morning. <laughs> you know? Do you remember, Corey, do you remember when we had the episode and we talked about how the way that you hold your body affects your feelings and the Absolutely. way that you express your feelings affects the way you hold your body? It's like a two-way stand, street. Stand up straight, man. Stand up straight, you know, and uh, and take responsibility. And I think, I think we are... Uh, you know, what I see in the West, and particularly in the United States right now, is um, it's the final, it's, it's almost like the, it's like the final frontier uh, yeah. whereby there's so much flack being thrown at people where they're, they're through all kinds of means, right, through shitty food, through chemtrails, through electromagnetic radiation, through propaganda, through trauma, through uh, you know, uh, through the uh, manipulation of uh, unseen entities, to just shitty fucking relationships, parental relationships, parent-child relationships, um, all this fucking slack and distraction in the media and all this other stuff. It is all, it, it is all for a way. I mean, if you look at it biblically, biblically, right? The devil, Lucifer, was the creation of God. He rebelled and was cast out of heaven. And, of course, he knew that he couldn't beat God, but he did know he could fuck with God's creation for as long as possible. And that's what's going on. That's what's going on. And so it's incumbent on each and every individual to just get their shit straight. Don't worry even so much, you know, about, like, we talk about all kinds of shit uh, for the purpose of uh, accumulating knowledge and exploring certain things and discussing possibilities and things and, and, the, and things that are going on around us. Um, you know, but ultimately, it's just like, hey, clean your fucking room, man. Clean your house. That's right. <laughs> clean your house. Corey, with, it's all, it's all coming shit. apart at the seams right now. Like I said, it's a right. fucking whirlwind. And, right. you know, expect right. those personal relationships to get rocky. And you either yeah. make the decision, the choice to fucking stick it out, try to improve, or it, it's yeah. not important to you. And that it goes with everything. You just got to weather the storm. And there's so many major yeah. awakenings that are happening right now. There's also a lot of pushback. The, yeah. This anomaly that we're trying to push off our planet and liberate ourselves with the help of people who have done this before on different planets. They've actually done this. They know what to expect. They know what to do. They know how to beat these fucking Archon douchebags, just like our ancestors, the Gnostics, did and, and expelled them from this universe temporarily albeit but they did it so you got to be awake like you said you got to be aware clean up your fucking life clean up your house clean up your habits notice your patterns man notice them quicker and quicker and quicker you don't got to change right away i'm not fucking changing right away i still direct to the point brash very very fucking confrontational you know what i mean i got some growth to do some divine feminine to tap into and i acknowledge that but i'm still <laughs> being useful and practical while i do what i'm doing and I catch it quicker and quicker when I'm like, oh, you know what, maybe I could have handled that a little bit better. Now, at the same time, when I'm doing something professionally, that's a learned skill that's right in my fucking back pocket. If i got to talk to a judge and whoop their ass uh, around up and down the courtroom when they're trying to whoop my ass up and down the courtroom and bend me over a fucking barrel, I do it in a very nice, courteous, professional way. Excuse me, judge, when you say this... Where's the facts to prove that? And A, are you trying to represent me by giving me that advice? Or B, are you claiming that that's some sort of precedent or case somewhere? If it is, produce it. Otherwise, quit trying to rush me to judgment and let's move on with something else. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many ways you can handle anything that you've learned 
It's the scary stuff that you haven't really learned, like me trying to fucking teach myself to code Python, C++, and try to build a Raspberry Pi supercomputer to trade Bitcoin in less than a month uh, and while dealing with other things. That was fucking scary for me, dude. And I've been literally at the point of death in a jail cell with these fucking douchebag detention officers having the power of life and death over me saying, we are going to kill you, you know, we are your god, there's nothing you can do, you're going to fucking die in here, ask you. And I, I resisted and, and, and stood tall and fucking, you know, sprayed with water and stripped naked and humiliated and all sorts of fucking things they did to me, and I still didn't fucking give up, yet one fucking month of coding almost had me pulling my fucking hair out crying. <laughs> So you, we're all good at what we're good at, man, but to get good at the things that you're not good at is a very, very extreme challenge, and I, I for one, accept it head on, as is my nature. Um, I don't run from shit, man. I don't fucking run from it, and maybe I need to start toning that in and redirecting that force a little bit, but it is what it is. You know, uh, I'm, I'm quick to anger, but quick to improve, quick to judge, but quick to forgive. You know what I mean? Like, I raise my voice in personal situations sometimes, but I always, always make it right with the accounting. Uh, I've nearly mastered the art of, of just going with the flow and, and being in the moment and forgiveness. Self-forgiveness is the most powerful thing. Well, shit, I probably shouldn't have said that, but I did. Whoops! Maybe I'll look at it next. You know what I mean? Instead of, oh my God, what, you know, or being angry or defensive of the thing that you said, just let it go and move on. And I think that's one of the hardest fucking things to do. But it, in this time period, I want to get this out real quick, and I want to hear what you have to say, Corey, and we'll close down the show. In this time period, what I'm calling the new 20s, right, because we're almost at 2020, if you look at the roaring 20s of the 1900s, 1920s, there's this huge fucking run-up, and then there's this huge fucking collapse. That collapse was not accidental. It was done to stop progress that was being made. And then again, if you look in the 1990s and the mid-90s, a lot of the spiritual groups and uh, New Agey circles will talk about the Archontic invasion or the Archon invasion in the Congo, where they sent in lots of foot soldiers in physical form or took a hold of lots of warring tribes and escalated as is their primo agenda and their, their fucking their piece de resistance is to escalate human emotions so that the person that's having a fight with their spouse kills their spouse in a moment of anger instead of just hitting them or saying mean words or whatever lower level of escalation could have happened, which all of which are pretty shitty and shouldn't happen, right? But the energy has been seeded into our consciousness to be divisive and at war with each other for so many epigenetic levels like you talked about or generations. It's so, it's so easy for them now to get their food, which is loose, right? These entities are sucking and feeding off humanity's distraught in nature and, and they're, they're just sucking all of these emotions that they themselves exacerbate so that they get more. So in the 1990s or in the mid-90s, so the 90s were one of the best decades. I mean, you can argue with me all you want, but you're fucking wrong. The 90, everybody that's listening, the 90s were one of the best fucking decades in memory since the 20s. And of course, I wasn't alive in the 20s in this body but I know enough to know, to know about comparing the two, all right? And I believe with this crypto, right, this crypto revolution is this new Iraqi dinar thing that everybody's like, oh my God, why didn't the dinar and the, re the revaluation and the global currency reset, why didn't it happen? Well, because the Bush Nazi faction kicked that fucking can down the road for 10 years while bilking their own fucking pockets or filling their own pockets. 
And that's a foregone conclusion. It's fucking dead. Well, what has replaced it? Oh my god, it's this cryptocurrency. It's blockchain. It's an evil cabal tech. It's run by AI. All these fucking douchebags on Facebook propagating all this stupid-ass fucking lies. Let me tell you what cryptocurrency is, okay? Cryptocurrency is bringing us into the Roaring Twenties. It's bringing us back into prosperity, and it was invented by a group of people, of white hats on this planet, that were specifically trying to find a way to match the financial realms and the, and the survival realms, the people struggling to survive, and the economic realms, and all these different inequalities that are happening. They're trying to match those and raise those to match the vibration of the Earth, which is also raising and, and blockchain technology in many different forms by many different names all over the universe is just a transitional tech. Maybe they're using fucking sticks on another planet instead of gold currency. But somehow, at some point, civilizations evolve past the need for money. And they have to transition on their way up to do that. And for our personal situation, in our personal realm of space, in our personal circumstance these patriots or white hats or whoever, in consultation with off-world forces who have done this before, I believe, created blockchain technology based using, you know, like you said, an amalgamation of already existing technologies and already existing principles that are transitional tech, which are so important that we talk about on Piercing Veil all the time. So when people come up to me and they're like, did you hear that cryptocurrency is run by AI? Well, fuck it, maybe, but it's not in the hands of the bad people because they're doing a fucking horrible job of preventing people from having the opportunity to remove themselves from poverty. Even with Bitcoin and all the coins shitting on themselves right now, that's only a temporary manipulation that can't be sustained. So anybody who holds on tight for dear life, hodling, is going to be a fucking billionaire when in the next couple months or half a month or half a year, whenever it happens, when Bitcoin comes back up and roars up to 50K and then leads us into the Roaring Twenties, all these cryptocurrencies. I, myself, personally am knowledgeable about this because I, myself, personally invested $1,600 into Steam, which is a cryptocurrency, two fucking years ago when it came out, and I watched, because I was a dumbass newbie investor, I was like, oh, I'm going to get into this, blah, blah, blah. I got in for 1600 bucks, and then I, at, at $5 at the peak of Steam, the currency at 5 USD of Steam, and then all of a sudden it comes crashing down to 98 cents for two fucking years and just stays there for two years. And I'm left holding bags with like my original $1,600 investments now worth 200 bucks. But I didn't bitch out. I didn't panic. I didn't sell. I held on for dear life. And now two years fucking later, Steam it is only at 363 or $4 or whatever. But because of the, the rise in Bitcoin's value and other factors, my portfolio is now like fucking 5,600 or, you know, like 5,200. And I started with 1600 but I stayed for two years. So the people that are smart, that, that see the opportunity that's not controlled, because fiat is a controlled opportunity, the opportunity cost to get rich by normal, typical means using fiat dollars is almost non-existent. And it's only reserved for the rich people with connections who have daddy's money and lots of money to begin with. For those of you who have like a thousand or two thousand bucks that you can afford to throw away for two fucking years, on the hopes that you pick the right currency that's going to be useful, which there are plenty, like ADA and Ripple and all these other things. And then all of a sudden, now that currency is worth so much, like 100 bucks a coin, you had you know, 500 of them or whatever the case is, you're going to have a big stack. Okay, So 
cryptocurrency is the revolution that everybody's been asking for. And a lot of people are turning their fucking noses up at it, and I just can't understand that. Don't be scared. Don't follow anybody who hasn't fucking invested or has no fucking clue what they're talking about. Okay? And myself, I've built up a profile that's been wildly profitable with just a tiny about a, amount of money. Not only on Steam, but that's what I've been doing for the past two months. While I haven't been broadcasting with eCore, is I've been working and investing and building and coding and learning and trading and doing all of these things firsthand. Watching the markets, learning what the fucking trades are about, learning how to buy and sell according to these different indicators and so on and so forth. Looking at patterns that happen over the course of years. You understand? So, uh, I want to get to you about this artistic thing, but really the cryptocurrency is the way out for most people, whether they realize it or not. And, and the 20s that are coming up, the 2020s, are going to be just like the 90s and just like the roaring 20s of the 1920s. And I believe that along with this disclosure that's happening in both the government corruption realms, the um, extraterrestrial happenings and the sightings and so on and so forth, uh, secret space programs, all that shit, I believe a partnered along with that, and then in, in addition to the release of free energy technologies, we're going to see this utopia that Anthony was asking about. I truly believe within our lifetime we will see it, and it's going to be hard fucking fought for the next couple of years. There's going to be a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. But if you can get invested in a good position in the right crypto right now and hold on to it when it shits on itself every couple of months and then all of a sudden it goes way, way up, well, then buy yourself a piece of land with your Bitcoin, which is a possibility. Buy yourself some gold and silver if you still want to go that way. Start a fucking business. Do whatever you want and be free. Okay? So that's my message at the end of the show. Uh, Corey, I want to leave you uh, an opportunity to say what you want about what I just talked about and then also add some words of your own. Yeah, the crypto space is very interesting. Um, I think that um, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of negativity, there's a lot of resistance to it. There's a lot of you know from the central bankers they're afraid, they're afraid of it. Meanwhile, they're stacking it up, just like gold. You know, they've art and silver. They've artificially suppressed the paper prices of gold and silver because it's competition to their fiat currency. But they're stacking behind the scenes. Uh, you know, you got the China flood, the South Korea flood. You know, all of that, all of the negative stuff around crypto. Is just to force the price down so that the people, the big, big boys, can buy can, up, can get in. Yeah. So don't believe any of that shit. It is the future. It's the blockchain. Look into the blockchain. Um, you know, um, tokens, or you know, I would suggest to anyone do your research on tokens that have practical application in the future that solve real problems, right? Those of problems might be privacy or hiding from uh, intrusive government taxes and regu regulations. Not that we're advocating right. that, but some fucking coins right. that make you untraceable in your transactions, and they're meant for that purpose. And they're probably right. going to be pretty fucking popular with all this taxation and regulation of the crypto space. Sure. Making, making commerce more streamlined um, and more truthful and honest. You know, you know anything, anything that, uh, <clears throat> anything that tends to to uh, lessen the possibility of fraud. You know, there's, there's, uh, put it this way: 
what we're going to see, it's already happening, but I believe what we're going to see in the next two to five years, every human endeavor on the planet right now, every form of commerce, interaction, uh, energy usage, uh, fucking insurance, uh, everything, everything that has existence now in commerce is going on the blockchain. Oh, yeah. And so... Oh, yeah. And- and look at the sovereign nation of Hawaii. They're creating right. their own currency to start their own nation, which is also what I'm doing in starting a blockchain nation as well. Right. And I'm laying the foundation and finding the development team and finding the people that want to go to this place that I've picked out. And it's, it's all falling into place for me. So the power is there to change the world. And if we all come together, Corey, in these little anarchistic or anarcho-tribal fucking communities and build our own blockchain, build our own currency, build our own sustainability, have everything running where nobody has to do any fucking manual labor whatsoever, save that for which they want to, like if they want to grow a garden, if they want to have a physics lab, or they want to have a chemistry lab, yada, 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 and we have this fucking eco-resort slash nation where people can come be ambassadors to and so on and so forth, and just start the new nations to populate the earth with new nations to replace the old, and of course we would be drawing or amalgamating from the old precepts and, and ideas and concepts such as constitutions and moral, morality and justification and justice, if you will, even though it's a shitty word, and, you know, uh, what's right and wrong. So we are still amalgamating, but we're doing it in a way that is uh, self-sufficient, self-sovereign. Nobody is a ruler over the other. The land itself or the nation itself is the entity that we make contracts with. And there's just all sorts of cool stuff we'll get into in another show. But uh, I apologize for interrupting there. I just wanted to get that out first uh, and then yeah. ask you your opinion on that creation. Yeah, I would definitely say um, I would recommend for anyone who's, you know, you got to know something about trading, you know. If shit, if shit goes up in a hockey stick type fashion, take some profit. You know what I mean? If you double your money, <laughs> you know, if you hit 100%, you know, Take some profits, put it into another coin opportunity, or buy some silver, buy something. You know, you know, and uh, I call it the end game in my little group that I'm, you know, that we're discussing crypto about. You know, what's the end game? You know, use. You know, um, a lot of people are spoiled in this space. Thousands of percent gains, tens of thousands of percent gains, unheard of in the past, right? So don't get caught out there on how, you know, on, on how, uh, I mean, there's, you know, there's lots of volatility. If you're smart, you can, you can make a fortune, but what are you doing with those funds? You're going to turn it into fiat. Uh, I don't know if that's such a good idea, right? <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, I would say I would, the plan is to, you know, Take whatever profits you can get in this realm, in the crypto realm, and apply it towards, uh, you know, some some autonomy, some sovereignty, some some self-sustaining, self-sustaining type stuff. Because, you know, we don't really know. We don't know the outcomes. You know, crypto, the blockchain, going to be great. It's going to be great. It has all kinds of potential. As long as the Internet still runs. <laughs> you well... Know, some of it's not relying on that. I hear that argument all the time. But what if the internet goes down? What if the internet goes down? You guys are going to have fucking bigger problems to worry about. Okay, so why don't you deal with that shit first, and then know that everything else will work itself out and couldn't be as bad as the pro- previous problems that you would have had to dealt with. So 
So, like, if we get to that point, crypto's out the Like, we're not even talking about that. We're talking about a whole other ball game at that point. But exactly. I don't think it's going to happen because if it would have, it would have happened already. Okay? Yeah, I think it so, too. would have happened I already. So I think so, so too. But, not, you know, so nonetheless, it's, 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 for, there's all kinds of benefits, you know. What about mesh networks? What about mesh networks, Corey? All of that, you know, these different yeah. localized, central, decentralized networks. You can do that yeah, type exactly. of shit. Exactly, exactly. So, so let's just yeah. recap. We really, I mean, we had so much to get out here on this episode, and it just sort of went all over the place. Let's do a recap. Trump's a puppet, yeah. but whoever's controlling him is doing most of the right things. Kim trails haven't stopped, and I won't really, really be um, assured or believe uh, or. I really won't be convinced that we're really irrevocably winning and there's no way back for those cabal until this fucking shit stops. Like, we can say, oh, go QAnon, and oh, the deep state is being taken down, and oh my god, there's 14 fucking thousand indictments. Woohoo! That's great. That's all well and good and all, except I'm a fucking vegan who's never getting sick, hardly ever, because I don't ingest to toxic or carcinogenic meats, and I fucking am extremely super healthy. And myself, I'm fucking getting sick from the chemtrail flu. And a lot mm -hmm. of people who never get sick are starting to get sick. So they're, mm -hmm. they're, whatever they're doing, they're increasing, and they're making it dirtier and nastier, and it's getting worse, and they're using weather warfare here specifically in Texas and in Florida with the hurricanes. So I really, I mean, I'm on the fucking fence. So again, mm -hmm. we'll recap. Trump's a puppet. He's not making all the right decisions because not all of those decisions are fucking his, and he doesn't have control to pull the trigger on certain things at certain times. Whoever's in control of him or the alliance or whoever obviously feels that for some reason there's some threat to humanity, otherwise they would have stopped the chemtrail program already, or mm -hmm. we're just dealing with some fucking airy-fairy hoax, and there's no such thing as an alliance and or extraterrestrial help. And again, the evidence mm -hmm. shows that that's not the case, so then I have to fall back on the case that for some reason, they're allowing the chemtrailing to continue, and it will be shut off soon. That's my only hope. So he's a puppet. We know about all that shit. We're in the middle of a storm right now. There's all sorts of things that are happening personally in your personal life and in public life that you're going to have to reconcile. The key really here is balance, balancing and awareness. And that sounds, you know, you know, oh, you just say, well, it is easy if you just remain in balance no matter what personally and professionally when you come out of balance that's that's balance is part of you know like coming back from shitty situations you know what i mean it's not like oh i'm perfectly in balance all the time it's like no you're being pulled here and there you're having these experiences here and there on a personal professional level public level whatever and you have to and analyze them catch your patterns and then bring yourself back into balance and get ready for the next time. And then it brings you less out of balance that time. And then eventually you're unfuckwithable on all counts, no matter what, even at the worst, stormiest of times. That's what's happening right now. That's the opportunity we have right now. And the more you can speak your truth and not apologize for it, people, the better we're off we're going to be, the faster you're going to see salvation for this planet. And stop sticking your fucking nose up at crypto, which is, if you are, which is the savior of humanity financially speaking okay i don't i'm not much or big on saviors or not doing anything yourself but it is an opportunity that is easily availed of by almost nearly anybody and people who can afford it will eventually benefit from it when everybody else does because once everybody else has their fucking life needs and care taken care of and they stop focusing on the stupid 
you know, there may be people, Corey, that for six months after they're crypto millionaire, they just fucking go jet, blow their money everywhere and watch satellite TV for the rest of their fucking life, or they think they're going to do that. But then somewhere along the line, about a, a year in or so, that, that spark of consciousness or that spark of love or divine feminine is going to come in and go, look at all these people suffering around you. You've got your needs taken care of. Let's take care of them. So even the people who aren't intending, like my, who are intending, like myself, to immediately help out, uh, even those people are going to shift and change and have an effect on the people who aren't supposedly willing to help others. They just want to take. I'm a miser. I'm just going to take my crypto wealth, fucking watch my Netflix for forever for free, and sit in my fucking apartment on my couch munching Cheetos for the rest of my life. Whatever the fucking idea of being rich is, you know what I mean? I'm going to live in a fucking mansion with 30 fucking cars. Those guys will eventually be forced by just the resonance and the energy of all of us doing right. They will be forced to come around and help the people who don't have enough. And let's be honest. There's, what, 350,000 estimated homeless people across the United States. Obviously, there's more. But that's a low fucking number for a few people with a lot of wealth to take care of by making sustainable housing permanent housing. Like, that's my goal, is to set up permanent housing. Uh, what I mean by that is you, these people would come in, we would screen them mentally if they needed mental help or whatever, we would put them on, uh, they would either voluntarily volunteer into this medical program or they would leave, but they would come in and they would do some magic mushrooms because that's been shown to reassociate fractured psyches and schizophrenic patients. It's been shown to heal PTSD, which every single person who's cold and on the streets has PTSD. It's not just war, okay? Uh, all these environmental stressors that have been affecting these people's genetics will be rebuilt and recovered through good food and nutrition and organics and uh, filtered water and so on and so forth. And we would not have to pay for it other than an initial investment because we would have solar panels, which now can produce not only hot water but filtered water. The evaporated billboard ideas that we were talking about in previous shows that bring fresh filtered water. You've got the thermocouples that you put in the bottom of the sinks and the drains and the showers in that permanent housing place that you would build for these homeless people. And every time they take a fucking shower, it would charge a battery through the heat that's converted into electricity, and that would supply all the low-power needs for everything else. You would be growing food there and teaching them how to grow and teaching them how life skills to take care of themselves and not just how to go get a fucking job and be part of the system, but to contribute. Okay? So... Uh, that that really, in essence, is what I'm thinking about doing with my wealth, and I know a lot of other people have a lot of good ideas, and it's only going to take a fucking few of us. So all you people who are saying, oh, the internet can go down, like I said, you'd have fucking worse problems, so get that shit out of there. And then the people are like, oh, well, it's not available to the uh, uh, the you know the homeless people and people who don't have wealth, so it's not really a solution. Well, you know, what other fucking solutions do you have that are easily and readily available that are that governments are having a hard time controlling? I'll wait, because I don't think you got much. So get that shit the fuck out of here. All right? And what are you left with? Nothing but positivity about cryptocurrency as the way to help others and help yourself and get out of the, from under the slavery and control of governments. And then if you can in, produce these results in your own life personally while you're waiting uh, for the storm to pass and clear up and, and the environment to get better for us to, to invest and do all these things, well, then in the meantime, start making your fucking plans, people. Start making your plans. Get yourself out of this poverty and the self-induced fucking slavery that we're all 
on some level participating in because for lack of better choice or better options. Okay. Corey, we got like 30 seconds left, man. I didn't mean to take up all the time, but you know me, I get on my soapbox and I have a lot of shit to share. So please, if you will close out the show for us and then we'll come back with a guest next week. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, one thing I've noticed is that, um, a lot of people who are serious into the crypto space, um, they get, they understand it. And they're not, you know, a lot of people will be coming in just because they hear it's the new hot way to make money. But a lot of people who've been in the space for a long time, they're problem solvers, you know, and they're looking for their, you know, the uh, the currency situation on the planet, uh, you know, the banker, the banker institutions and so forth. That's a problem. And so I, I see a lot of beneficial stuff being done by people who are deep in the crypto space, who've made some money in it, and so forth. Um, you know, they're not they're not in it for the money. A lot of them, you know, the the real people who are they're really trying to create solutions uh, to make uh, life more beneficial for folks on the planet. So that's been my observation. Now, great, you know, and. Granted, there's a lot of people who are just in on the hype and trying to make a buck. And, well, you know, well, if when they squander their wealth, someone else, that'll go to somebody else, you know, to make more beneficial right. use of. But, um, That's right. yep, lots of changes going on. Um, since we have, uh, since we have started this show, um, in a, just in a short amount of time, like two plus years or something, incredible changes have been going been going on. So, uh, you know, just keep your center, and um, you know, just ask questions. Be in the be in the question. You know, we don't have to know per se. And if you try to know, you're gonna. <laughs> my feeling is that you're gonna be frustrated in this time because. Uh, it seems like everything's up in the air. And so just everybody hold their center and stand up straight and clean your fucking room. <laughs> Corey just dropped the mic. I think we're going to leave on that one. I really like that. Thanks, Corey. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Anthony, for calling in. Uh, not a lot of people really uh, feel like they can call in sometimes, I think. Uh, I've heard that we are very very uh, out there for most people so please guys call in some more i know we don't give a lot of notice i'll start doing that and we're going to close the show now just pierce the veil the truth will reveal itself stay tuned until next